Hi, friend. Welcome to Holly's Highlights, a podcast designed to encourage, inspire, and equip you to intentionally live your life full of purpose. I'm your host, Holly Kirby, motivational speaker, leadership cultivator, marketing strategist, and personal cheerleader. Let's check out today's highlight. Today, we're going to talk about starting your own business. There is so much that goes into starting your own business, and I am so grateful that when I started my business, one, my tax consultant was the one that advised me to start my own business and was great at giving advice on that first few steps and what to do. And one of the people that he connected me with was a legal team who was then fabulous about just taking my hand and walking me through the initial parts of getting that entity started. So hopefully today, what we're going to go through will help you in hitting some of those areas that aren't really easy to find on the internet or anywhere else as to how you start your business. And truly, unless someone comes along and and holds your hand and walks you through it, there is just so much that could go wrong in the process or even just delay the whole process and, and making sure that it's set up well and set up right. So let's go ahead and get started. That first step is gonna be to do your research. You may have a bright idea for a new business, but before you invest money in your great idea, do your research. First, is this an idea that is just an interest to you? Or do you have passion for this business? What are your future goals? And and what needs do you have to provide for you and your family? Think realistically. Do you have time and monies to pursue this idea? And is this the time to begin? What is the competition in your area for this business? Perhaps complete a SWOT analysis for your proposed business idea. So if you're not familiar with the SWOT analysis, it's basically breaking down what are the strengths going into your business? What are your weaknesses? What are the opportunities that are out there for an idea such as yours? And then what are the threats? Uh, the threat could be that the area is already saturated or saturated with that idea or that concept, or it might be the pandemic itself and just timing. But really think through what are the strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and strengths so that you get a really well-rounded grasping of what you're getting into in this industry. The second thing you're going to do is name that business. So where do you begin when starting a business? A name. You need to go to the United States Patent and Trademark Office, which is the USPTO.gov. That's USPTO.gov. And check to see if your name is even available. You'll want to make sure that the name you choose doesn't cause confusion to your audience and that there are, are not any other businesses in your industry, at least, with the same or similar names. We just don't want to cause confusion. Before you get too far, you may also want to check to see if the website domain name is available, as well as even the social media handles are, are available for your proposed business name. So you can find those by going to like squarespace.com and doing a domain name search. And then on your social media handles, you can go into whatever platform you're looking at, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook, and of whatever handle you're wanting to look at is available. So brainstorm those business names. Check to see if that name is available. Research for similar names within the industry. It's very important. Check to see if that website domain is available. Check to see if the social media handles are available. And then when you have finished all of that, make sure you secure and register that business name. Make sure that that is yours. Now, next step you're going to do is set it up as a business entity. 
that can look like a, a plethora of different options. It could be corporation. It could be one of the most popular for small based businesses is your limited liability company. So your LLC or a nonprofit or a partnership, a joint venture, or even a sole proprietorship. So they're all going to look different. So it's very important that you research which one is going to be applicable to your business. It might even be that you do business as a DBA, which is a doing business as. That's mainly applies to owners or companies that are doing business under a different name. So they're not wanting to use their own name or their own that that original business name. And then also sometimes banks will require this, especially if you're doing a sole proprietorship. So make sure that you're aware of what um, restrictions as well as what uh, expectations there are depending on what you're filing. Now, along with that, once you have decided which entity is for you, you can either prepare the paperwork and file it yourself. You can simply go to irs.gov to do so, or you can use a professional business formation service or even hire an attorney. Um, now, an advantage I will tell you about hiring an attorney is when registering the address on file for the business, which please note is made public, the law firms will often let you use their address, which is great security, especially if you are a home-based business. So that is something to consider. Now, if you are going with a legal uh, business, a, a legal firm to help set that up for you. Often you can request a paralegal to do the filing instead of a lawyer, and that can save you a little bit there as well. Once you have registered your business, you will receive your employee identification number in the mail. This is basically your tax ID number, and it's used to identify your business and its federal tax filings. One thing that's very important to note on your employee identification number, Treat this as you would your social security number. Keep it safe and be cautious of who you share it with. This is very important as, as you use your employee number in all your business-related matters and your social security should be kept for all of your personal matters. So when I'm filling out your W-9 form, that would be your EIN that you're going to complete. So you'll also need that if you're going to open up, when you open up, your business financial account. So make sure that you get that filing first, get that EIN number, and it really opens up the door for all of your next steps. Now, speaking of the financial accounts, let's take a look at those for a moment. Okay, so we've set up our business. So how do we get the money sort of area of the business set up? One part that you're going to need to focus on is your business financial account. What this means is basically you're going to be making a lot of decisions in your new business, which often costs money, and you'll want to set up your financial system. This will help you keep your personal account and, and your personal funds separate from your business account and your, and your business funds, something both you and your tax advisor will be very thankful for come tax time. There are so many options now when you go into doing this. There are banks, there's credit unions, there's online, online financial services. You'll want to make sure that you research the option that is right for you and check out different offers that they might have available in your area too. So one advantage of a credit union is that you're going to have less or maybe even no service fees. However, when in need of business loans, more options may be available to you through a bank if you chose a bank. Some financial institutions will even offer a bonus for opening a new account like gift cards or cash deposited into your account. So think long term when you're going to set up your account. 
take into consideration how many checks will you be writing a month? What will be your minimum balance kept in your account? Will you want a debit card for your business? Is there a minimum maximum amount of money that you can put in each month or take out? Uh, but, but again, just make sure to to think long-term and what's going to be best for your business. And then, of course, complete your entity filings before this step, as you'll need to have, as I just mentioned, that EIN, that tax number, in order to open up your business account. The next thing that you're needing to look at for financial-related is your payment resources. How are you going to pay your bills? Will you pay in cash? Are you going to be a cash-only company? Are you going to use a debit card? Or perhaps do you need a credit card? Are you going to be traveling a lot? Be mindful here of your personal spending habits. Your personal spending habits will most likely carry over to your business. So although having a debit card keeps your spending to what you actually have in the account, keep in mind also that having a business credit card could help you start building your business credit history. And and that could be helpful too, especially if, if the personal credit history isn't that fabulous. So although you need to be cautious of your personal habits carrying over to your business, also look at how you're going to set up that business for great credit history. That may be helpful in raising needed capital later on in your business also. So again, do your research as different credit card companies offer different perks and fees and minimums and and all of those other requirements. Lastly, you're going to look at your accounting system. So start tracking your expenses as soon as your business is established. Some of the best accounting software can be easily available for free online, or you can even do some for a a minimal fee. These could be, again, vary from your free ones such as Wave to ones that you purchase such as QuickBooks or something like that. In addition, keep in mind what version might work best for your business. So instead of QuickBooks Online, you may want QuickBooks Online self-employed version. So keep in mind what version you're looking at make sure to pick a solution that will grow with you in your business. Will that accounting software account for sales reps that maybe you have later on down the road or product that you're going to incorporate, product growth, maybe a large clientele scale? What are the costs involved in the software? Is it free? Is it a monthly fee? Is it an annual fee? Is it a one-time startup? And how safe and secure is the software? That's going to be crucial. Think through the overall needs in the software, such as payroll and automated tax filings and user-friendly data payment entry. All of this is going to be pertinent when deciding the software that is going to be best for you for your accounting system. Do they offer branded invoicing? Can you connect it with your business financial account for automatic bank reconciliation? Will it allow you to accept credit card payments or does it offer payment reminders? That would be helpful too. So from there, just make sure to set aside time on a weekly basis to then enter those receipts to actually send out those invoices on time and account for the payments that you're going to receive too. allow enough time in your day to and in your week to make sure that you're staying on top of all that accounting. So you've got your business set up, you've got your accounting all set. Now it's time to get social. And hopefully at the beginning, as I mentioned, the website securing that domain, hopefully you have secured that domain. There's several sites you can do that. You could do that on Squarespace or Wix, GoDaddy, or even Google domains, just to name a few that would be out there. Now here, I do suggest registering your domain with the host site that you want to have your website on, as sometimes you'll receive bonuses for having a domain name registered with them and having a website hosted by the same provider. So make sure to check into that. Domain names typically can be registered on one service and yet used on another. But again, you can find some of those bonuses if you're going to do both on one site. 
Once you've registered your domain name, you'll need to purchase a website host package. Again, there are many from Bluehost and Wix to Squarespace and Google. Just make sure that you get a feel for the site. So make sure you get on and see examples of the websites that are hosted on, on each of those services and do your research on what services and look will fit best to your business. So what do you want your brand to look like? And then which one of those is going to tailor best to that? This is where I wasted a lot of money, a lot of money and time, because I went with a well-known service and ran into issues of the templates that were downloaded on the service. They weren't working well. So I actually had to pay money just for the template that was a part of the, the service. I had to pay to have it fixed because it wasn't working to begin with. So I finally cut my losses because it was just a hassle even after it was fixed. And then I bought the professional package through, for me personally, I use Squarespace and I love it. So there should be a free template option on your website provider, or again, you can purchase upgrades. And and for me, that was just a game changer. There's also graphic design companies who can design your templates for you at a cost. And and then you simply just edit it with your own copywriting and personalized photos, or you could even hire that out as well. So Along with this on your website, I do recommend that you put together a privacy policy, your terms and conditions, any other disclaimers that your website might need. This will just help be important for not getting your website shut down, which is key, but then also it could help you in facing any legal issues if you just already have some of those disclaimers there. With your website, don't wait for your website to be perfect before you launch it. Get it live so people can start finding you and make your additions and edits along the way. With that said, do make sure that you start building trust and confidence in your brand. So make sure you have a professional look with easy to find information, such as your services provided and your contact information, but get it out there. Get it out there so that people can see that you're in business and that you are available. Start making money. Don't overcomplicate. Make sure that you narrow your niche and make it obvious to your readers from the very first glance at your site what you do. Who's your target market? What benefit will they have from using your service? This is one area that I received some great feedback when I first launched is I had a few people that got onto my webpage and they replied, I'm just not really sure what all of this has to do with your coaching, consulting, and speaking business because I had book reviews on there. I had trip reviews on there. I love to travel. And me and my sister, we do these girl weekend getaways every year. And there's just not much information out there for girls, for women to find girls weekend getaways. So I like to help them in providing what we've done, where we've gone, what they can look into and pricing and all that type of stuff. But the person was right as I needed to narrow my niche. And so for me, I created two different websites, one which was for my business, the coaching, consulting and speaking. And that could also incorporate as resources, those book reviews, because let's face it, as as leaders, if we're going to grow, we need to grow in our personal and professional development. And books are just a one way that we can, can do that along with things like this, such as podcasts. But then the second website that I had and that I kept was for those trips so that I could do the referrals to people. But that was my passion. So again, just make sure that you narrow that niche. Now, along with your website, when I mentioned your domain, you can also get an email domain. 
You don't have to rely on your basic free email accounts. This helps look professional and gain confidence from your clients simply by purchasing a domain email. This would look like perhaps your name at yourbusinessname.com. This can typically be done through your website host. You will need a domain email address if you choose to set up an email service provider on your website. So keep that in mind. If you want a subscription page on your website and, and you want to have a where they can sign up for your email or so forth, you'll want to make sure that you do get one of these email domains because that is the only way that you can set up some of those accounts. So once again, this was an error on my part as I learned halfway into my startup that I needed this to open various providers. So I, I then had to go back and reset up my accounts with my domain name and it's just a huge, huge time waster and source of confusion to those I was already communicating with via email. So please have my loss be your gain in learning early on to secure your email domain. It will help you, I guarantee you. Next, we look at our, our social media accounts. Again, hopefully you secured some of those handles back when you were looking at your domain and setting up your business name. But you'll want to make sure that you are easy to find for your target market, that you secure that that name on your handles with all your social media that you plan to keep up with. And that's a crucial thing too, is what platforms can you keep up with? For example, Facebook, it's recommended that you post at least every other day. For Instagram, it's recommended that you post every single day. These are going to help with your search engine rankings. So even though the ranking formula isn't quite known, that content, that fresh content is very important, as well as adding personal photos versus stock images. So again, when setting up your platform, make sure that it's going to be something that you can easily stay up with. Now, another way to increase your search engine optimization is through the meta tags. This is going to be titling your your tags. This is going to be your keyword attributes. This is going to be your description attributes. So for example, on your Instagram, if you're going to title something, perhaps a video that you're doing, and then tag people who are in it, and then also tag the location, all of those meta tags are going to help get it out to more people and help with that search engine optimization. So kind of keep that in mind as well. Although social media may feel overwhelming, just take time to learn each of the platforms. And remember that social media is becoming more and more crucial to a business. So not only does it allow people to know you exist, but it, it really helps build a trust with your target market and establishes that credibility within your field and, and also opens up engagement with them. That's a great way to be able to hopefully produce future sales and customers. Make sure that you reply to their comments too. However, with that said, keep in mind there are some trolls out there. So develop some tough skin and just know when to simply read and move on. Now, as we shift into legalities, a couple of tips I would give to you. First of all, obtain permits and licenses. If you're not sure what you need, this might be building permits or signage permits, health permits, whatever it might be. You can check with your local city office or you could even use a professional service like InCorp or BizFilings or CorpNet, something like that. Do your research, but you can look into seeing what you need to file, what permits and licenses that you might need. 
insurance is a great thing to look into for your business as well. You want to protect the business that you're building. So you could pursue an insurance coverage through your personal insurance company that you might already have uh, personally, or your private companies or brokers, or even depending on your type of business, you may want to pursue a legal representation such as Legal Shield or Legal Zoom. These companies charge a monthly fee in return for document review, email communication, and even discounts on legal representation in court if it were to come to that if that was needed. But your line of work will depend on what your coverage needs and those costs associated with your insurance coverage. So just check into that and and see what might work best for your business. You'll also need to factor in the nature of your business in the sense of, uh, do you have an office or a vehicle? Do you have employees that you need to plan for? Do you work with subcontractors? Or where is your business located? Is, Is it have sensitive material that you need to protect? Like your computer, if you're doing a lot of stuff in your computer. So various insurance companies may protect different aspects of your business. Again, just looking to see what is going to be good for you. There's business auto, business interruption, property and assets, product liability. There are so many that could factor into that. Now, as I mentioned with the legal protection and how places like LegalZoom and so forth will look at your drafts, this is important when you come to your create creating your contracts for your services. Biggest tip here, communicate, communicate, communicate. One of the best ways to avoid issues down the road is to make it clear to your clientele what you provide, what will you charge, when you expect payment, all of that fine print detail of refunds and cancellations, all of that. Now, of course, there's templates you can purchase per your industry, or you can create your own, or you can hire legal aid to prepare such documents. But if you're using a company like LegalZoom or LegalShield or something like that, they'll actually review all those documents for you for a minimal fee. So keep that in mind and just make sure everything is legit and clear and upfront so that you can save time and money in the long run. It will be very, very helpful to you in your business. Now, once you've gotten to this point, it's pretty much you're ready to promote your business. So set up that email subscription service that we talked about. And that could look like a wide range of ConvertKit or MailChimp or Constant Contact. I personally am a fan of ConvertKit. It's free to use or for a minimal monthly fee, you can even upgrade your service and receive more options such as larger subscription allowance or automated funnels and email sequences and all that type of stuff. So it's a great tool to have for future email lead magnets and potential sales revenues. So take a look at email subscriptions and how you might be able to incorporate that into your web page. Again, that is where you would need that domain email address. Order your business cards. Those are not outdated, my friend. We need business cards still to be able to pass on to those that we happen to be in the grocery store with and have an opportunity to share about our business. If you're if you're like me, uh, you don't really carry business cards on you all, all the time. But again, let's just say I learned my lesson here in making sure that we have business hand, cards on hand at all times so that we don't miss that, that business, that sale, that opportunity to reach out and expand our services with someone. So order those business cards. Testimonials. Now that your business is up and running, gather your testimonials. These are great for your web page, your landing page, your social media promos, your print distri- distribution, such as your flyers, or uh, just basically at any point being able to refer people for your services. So consider consider 
offering your service complimentary to maybe five people. Maybe if you can't do that, maybe three people. But offer it for free in return for their testimonial. It's a great way to get your services or your product out there, but then also have that that testimonial attached with it, which will help you. Get out and market your business. There are associations out there that you could join pertaining to your industry. You could register for a local Google profile. You can get with networking groups. There's so many networking groups. There's Chamber of Commerces. There's Business Networking International and Mastermind Groups. And of course, your local convention visitors bureau or Rotary Clubs, whatever it might be. Get out and know your local people. Build that rapport build that trust, build the referral base, and that will help get the word out of your business. Those are great groups to reach out and make those connections with. Remember that that people will often do business with other people that they know way before they use businesses through advertisement. So get to know your local people and build upon that, that word of mouth and referral base there. Also podcasts, they're always needing interviews to take place. So uh, reach out to them, promote your business, or even start your own podcast. And then review sites as well. Create accounts and review sites such as Google Review and, and Yelp, all of that. And then next, you want to sit down and really come up with your plan so that you know kind of what your, your next maybe quarter or even year looks like. So this might involve developing a marketing plan that will help you promote your products and services to your target market but it helps you create a little bit more clarity and direction and accountability with that. So marketing plans often are a part of what help you stand out from your competition. They allow you to focus on your priorities and and provide vision for what your target market needs and and really help guide you in decision-making throughout the entire year. So that's a great opportunity to look at is, is developing your marketing plan. Come up with your goals and make them clear. Come up with your objectives. Come up with your marketing strategies and even a marketing budget that you're going to have. And then get out there and make money. This might be taking part in affiliate programs or selling a product or services on your website right away. There's applications like WooCommerce or uh, even uh, such as Stripe or ConvertKit that allow you to actually come up with a product and start selling it right away. So don't waste time. Get out there and, and start selling your products, selling your services. There are so many other tips that, that we could share that, again, that basically gets your, your business implemented and up and running. Now, if you'd like more information, I have a product that I've actually put together on my website, and it's called Starting Your Own Business, What I Wish I Would Have Known. And it's a booklet that can go more in depth on all this information on the entities, on the legal stuff, on the insurance, all of that. But it's also going to include tips and tricks for you, such as Canva. It's a great resource to be able to utilize to put together your uh, uh, images for your different print pieces or even your social media pieces, or perhaps even Trello to be able to keep track of your to-dos in a very simple way. So this packet, this booklet is going to take you through all of that. It's also going to include some suggested contacts, like how to reach out for an editor and and why you would want one, a legal counsel, tax accountant, insurance agents, all of that. And then it's going to help you actually take action on all of this, develop three goals for each month and, and what your focus of the month is going to be, and then put it into action with things to get done. And it's going to lead you through that for a solid four weeks, and then take you through the course 
quarter by quarter for your first year, just to make sure that you are set up for success and that you get your business started right. So feel free to check that out on my website. For this month only, I am reducing that price per our podcast listeners, and that will be available for $10. It's on hollykirby.com. Again, that's www.hollykirby.com. Kirby, C-U-R-B-Y dot com. And it's underneath products that are available and it's starting your own business, what I wish I would have known. And I hope that goes to help you. But if nothing else, hopefully this information has helped you in starting your business right. And you've got this. Believe in yourself, take that leap of faith and go get them. Good luck. Thank you for joining me on this journey of life. I hope that today's highlight has been encouraging inspiring, and equipping so you can go out and live your life full of purpose. I'd be honored if you'd take a moment to leave a review, or better yet, subscribe. We can also stay in touch by joining my email list at hollykirby.com. That's H-O-L-L-Y-C-U-R-B-Y.com. Until next time, make it a great day for a great day.